Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, another quarantine edition. It's your daily dose of distraction, giving you too much information about the worst crimes committed by your favorite heroes. Also the crimes committed by fictional characters. <laughs> How you doing, Philip? Good, were you about to admit to something? <laughs> uh, not yet, that comes later in the episode. Eric, what's my question? Well, Philip, even though we trust our superheroes to do the right thing, I wanna know when they did the wrong thing. What's some of uh, the most interesting crimes committed by the comic book heroes? Well, I'll say that I did I did a lot of research on this, and it's not so much that they're the most interesting crimes; it's the prevalence of <laughs> crimes that are committed by our heroes. Oh my that god, that was the most shocking thing. So there was a study done recently by the American Academy of Pediatrics, which focused on curing the kids. By the way, don't do studies on superhero crimes, yeah. but they did a study. Researchers found that the protagonists in superhero movies significantly outpace the acts of violence that the villains commit in the same what? movies. What? That's horrible! Consistently. Just from a few films, uh, only superhero films, there were over a thousand acts of the hero starting a fight, followed 659 times by the use of a lethal weapon. 69 <laughs> of times? Of a Danny Glover. Mm. They 199 times destroyed property, 168 times they murdered someone. Murder? <laughs> uh, murdered. These are our heroes. Significantly outpacing all the times you see the bad guys on screen in all of these films. I don't believe this. This is the American Academy of Pediatrics, Eric. I, I need you to see. Them? I need you to get a doctors? look at their methodology on this murder or it just was killing a movie in self-defense. Counting. It was their methodology is hash marks. Yeah, but self-defense ain't murder, right? If it's on Earth yeah. and Chitauri are there, they're trespassing, and you have every right to stand your ground. Also, still real quick, I'm gonna say pediatricians should not be watching superhero movies and counting the violent acts. <laughs> There's a kid in the other room, sees you through the window. Wants to watch the movie with you. Two, but he can't because he's sick. Oh, God. Anyway, I don't know why they did this study. But uh, so real quick, I'll just list. There's crimes that get committed constantly by superheroes in my research. They are constantly obstructing justice and tampering with evidence. Uh, they break and enter constantly. No warrants. Uh, they do commit torture all the time, the famous holding somebody off the side of a building, that kind of thing. <laughs> I like this one that I found specifically. Batman has committed so many financial crimes with all the records that he falsifies through <laughs> Wayne Corp. These are all like the lower <laughs> things that I found. Just straight up, Superman commits vandalism. We, we saw this in Man of Steel where he gets like really mad at a guy and so he just destroys his truck. Oh, he yeah. He just uses his superpowers to just destroy his truck. It's like... That's super level vandalism. Yeah, uh, destruction of property. You can't do like, that. Think about this too. Like th this is in a parking lot. There's cameras. He risked his super identity because he was so mad at this guy. Just key the side of it a little or something. Yeah, like, imagine if you got in a bar mission. fight with someone and went out to the parking lot and smashed up their car, you would be arrested and you'd be tried and you'd be in jail and you'd have to pay restitution. N imagine if you did it with superpowers. You would have so much answering to do. Yeah, you'd be a terrorist. So most of these people are. But all right, so let's get to the real, more serious crimes that are more egregious and definitely, if you think about it, very problematic. And then I'm gonna kind of describe the crime and then I'm just gonna highlight, there's so many examples. It, 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 this list would be endless if I gave you every single one. So okay. I'm just gonna give you some particularly maybe unforgivable <laughs> instances of them or some well, of Well, we talk about unforgivable curses, Dumbledore. Or is that a different episode? Dumbledore! Dumbledore! These are unforgivable, Dumbledore! Miss Granger! 
if you avoided last week's episode because of that thumbnail, uh, you have no idea what we're talking about. Dobuda! <laughs> Eric had a stroke last week. <laughs> okay, first up is just, obviously this category was gonna come into play, just the innumerable number of assaults and battery sure. that occur that a superhero <laughs> yeah. is guilty of. Here's what's really interesting. Technically, it would be aggravated assault anytime they use their superpowers. Yeah. Uh, and you would think that, well, they're they're acting in self-defense. Actually, that argument would be thrown out in court because they instigate most of the fights. There would not have been a fight if they had just let the crime be committed. Well, can you give an example of a time where someone in like the MCU started a fight? I mean, technically, any, like Spider-Man interrupting those bank robbers and kicking their asses, like, wh why was he in there? Right, so that's vigilante justice, and from a cop's point of view, he would be just as culpable for being part of that crime as they are. Oh, and it gets it gets so much more complicated, but he'd easily be charged with assault in that instance. But yeah. here are some, some fun uh, examples. Well, they're not fun. I take that back immediately when I remember what examples I'm going to. Here's some examples of some bad ones. Uh, one that was uh, interesting, though, was rewatching Daredevil, the <sighs> old Daredevil movie uh, oh. with Ben Affleck. God bless you. If you rewatch it with this lens of crime committing, he brazenly assaults a strange woman in a park. He just, like, grabs her. Oh, wait, you, you called her a strange woman? You're kind of victim-blaming here by calling Jennifer Garner a strange <laughs> yeah, woman. Yeah. I guess I meant stranger woman, and I, I, I feel like saying stranger woman implies that English was not my first language, which it wasn't, but I don't really know how to say A lady stranger? Strang a strangess. Stranger women is uh, our new Stranger Things spinoff following the four girls from Little Women. She's walking in the park. Uh, Daredevil grabs her, twists her around. He does not know this woman, and then... She definitely has the ability to claim self-defense. She kind of twists his arm around and is like, get your hands off of me, strange man with red-tinted lenses. These Oakleys out of their time. And he <laughs> kicks her ass. He like fights her. Yeah, in front of like a playground full of kids, right? Exactly. It's not so, okay. Just because she can defend herself does not mean that she's like allowed to get fought just on the street by a stranger. So definitely he'd be charged with assault and he'd be canceled on the internet completely. Also speaking of assault against a woman, this is now one of these unforgivable, pretty egregious ones. Uh, it's a pretty famous example too of Hank Pym beating his wife. Uh, he backhands her in, in the comics. You don't know about this? No! How did I what? overlook this? This is, well, this is kind of, it's from the older comics, and the reason why this is such a big deal is Hank Pym used to be huge. That, that, that character was gonna be, like, as big as all the Avengers eventually ended up becoming. And his character was trucking right along, and then somebody got the idea of, like, we gotta make him more real and authentic. Let's have him backhand his wife oh, out of frustration, no. which, like, look into that guy, first of all. And so he does, he backhands the shit out of her, and everybody turned on the character, like, outside of, like, in our world, people were like, this character's an asshole now. And so they started to try to backpedal and like, oh, he's actually complicated. And they're like, no, we don't like him anymore. And they had to completely reduce the role of Hank Pym in Marvel, period, because of this one choice where he backhands his wife. Okay, well, you know, that makes me feel better about the Marvel fan base at the time because, you know, fans don't always have the best track record, but the fact that they were on the good side of history and their response to that just makes me feel better about Marvel. Also, I feel better in, like, my headcanon of the MCU's Hank Pym 
because his wife got back at him by giving him throat cancer. <laughs> well, not only that, in the first Ant-Man, uh, Janet Van Dyne is missing. Where Presumed is Presumed dead. Right, he's got this whole story about how she uh, shrunk inside a nuke. Yeah, okay. She got Where too she little, really? and now you can't find her. Yeah, she fell down the stairs into the quantum realm. It's like the staircase. It's it's in like... every way. Yeah, an <laughs> owl attacked Janet, I swear. That's Watchmen you're thinking of. So then the next major category of crime that I want to go over is just the concept of criminal negligence. Oh, sure. Oh, God. There's so much blood on their hands. <laughs> so, and that actually, that category has other crimes within it. So once I say this one, you'll be like, yeah, all of those would be charged as criminal negligence. It's anyone who's doing child endangerment by enlisting a sidekick that is under 18 years old. <laughs> oh, no. Not only would it be child endangerment, it also would be criminal negligence. All of Batman's family, basically, his Bat family. And Tony Stark recruiting a minor to fight in a war for him <laughs> against his friends. That's not okay. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he took him to space. <laughs> <laughs> so so there, there's that kind of criminal negligence, but there's also the kind where because they, the ones that have powers, know that they have powers, they know that they have mutations, especially the ones that they're science-based mutations, that means that they're very aware of all of the effects. Think like Bruce Banner has mm -hmm. very much studied the effects of gamma rays and whatnot. Yeah. So speaking of your boy Spider-Man, this came up a lot last week that people were frustrated that we didn't bring this up. The time when Peter Parker accidentally killed Mary Jane because of his radioactive sperm. Oh, yeah. That did happen. Yeah, and that's criminally negligent because he knows so much about his body. He's studied it. He's this brilliant scientist. He's a, one of the most brilliant scientists. Absolutely knows that he's got this all this radiation uh, that's had these effects on his body. He still gave it to her anyway. At the very least, a uh, there's a lawsuit there. You know, like you can imagine yeah. the Watson family suing him for negligence. And you can imagine, like, what an impassioned speech he would give in his own defense of, like, why? Because I loved too hard. Like, I killed yeah. her. There's all kinds of people who <laughs> love too hard, and that's yeah. not legal. King Kong is not allowed to get with that girl. This next crime category I thought was a fun one to just acknowledge how many times Tony Stark would be charged with this exact same crime again and again and again. And it is plotting to make weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yeah. Stark's a Definitely illegal. It is his main thing that he does, right? Now, to develop weapons is one thing. We have pl plenty of companies that do that. But he develops weapons that could end civilization all the time. And they often do try to. Obviously, we saw that with Ultron. Sure. In the comics, you can kind of parallel the Ultron story with when he created the Thor robot clone called Ragnarok. Oh, that's right. Yeah, during Civil War. So actually, in that specific instance, but in plenty of these instances, you can also tack on to that crime uh, because Ragnarok kills Black Goliath, who is the Lawrence Fishburne character that, that we meet in the MCU. Black Goliath straight up gets like a hole blown in his chest, and yeah, he's yeah, in giant form, like Giant Man at the time. And he can't shrink back down, so they just have this giant body to deal with. So Iron Man would be charged with uh, felony murder in addition because his actions caused a murder. He actually was is still directly to blame for it. Yeah, felony murder is different than uh, first degree murder. I learned that from true crime podcasts and from when I thought I was going to be a lawyer for that period of my life and gave that up. And when you thought you were going to be a murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've gotten away with it. Okay, so speaking of murder... <laughs> 
uh, murder, death, kill, kill, murder, first degree murder, right? So we went from felony murder to actual first degree murders. Just so many heroes could be charged with straight up first degree premeditated murder. But I'm gonna just highlight a couple of interesting examples. So you're familiar with the X-Force. They're dealing with the fact that Apocalypse, the famous mutant villain, has been reborn. It's now a child. And oh, so it's very right. much kind of the scenario of the Hitler baby. Yeah. And they're like, what do we do? And Phantom X shoots it in the fucking head. Just a little a fucking kid. Yeah. Uh, and you try to explain remember, to a jury that uh, this kid was a reincarnated uh, mutant god. They're not going to understand that. You know how it's like it, there was that deleted thing with Deadpool where Deadpool was yeah. going to go back and kill baby Hitler? Uh -huh. In this moment with the new kid apocalypse, Deadpool is there and Deadpool goes, Ooh, I don't want any part of this and walks away. He doesn't even do it. If Deadpool's not okay with something, you definitely shouldn't do it. Up next, speaking of our endangered youths from earlier, uh, Jason Todd, who is a, a former Robin, goes on uh -huh. to become the Red Hood. Uh, and the way he enacts justice is he decapitates people. Just... Illegal. You can't cut people's heads off <laughs> unless you're a uh, 15th century French monarch. Up next, the, the, this is such a huge scale of first degree murder that I almost don't even know how to how to acknowledge the fact that he would get charged with this. You remember uh, Uatu, obviously, the, the Watcher? Mm -hmm. Yes. You remember how high you ranked uh, Watcher level beans? He's pretty high up there. Very, very, very high up there. Not many things above a Watcher. Nick Fury murders him. What? Just straight up kills him and scoops out one of his eyeballs. Because he needs a replacement. But yeah, right? Just a giant Watcher eye. <laughs> then like, can you tell that this isn't my... Yes, Nick, that does not fit in your head. <laughs> he just kills Uatu. Nick Fury, the dude. Well, I may be a small town MCU lawyer, but I have a feeling that Uatu the Watcher ain't a person and is not protected under our constitution. Yes, he deserved to die and I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> and I'll just throw in there really quick if you read Avengers vs. X-Men, Cyclops just straight up kills Professor X. He's like Dark Phoenix basically at that point, but still, it's Cyclops, it's Scott. Not only did you kill someone, you killed someone with, uh, uh, with special needs. You think Professor X is a special needs child? I'm just looking at it from He's a like jury's the, point of view. Most jury members are are not the most discerning oh, people, true. and they don't understand the supernatural. But they're very superstitious and uh, very empathetic people. And uh, I'm just imagining the Johnny Cochran on the other side of that courtroom. What, what's going to be his legal strategy? And uh, he's gonna go straight for that wheelchair. They would just like paint this like really sad portrait of Professor X, this old feeble man who raised these orphans. Yep. In this school, and then. Child endangered them too. Yeah. Uh, and he also committed fraud, by the way, because he lies to their parents about it even being a school. Yeah, that would be Cochrane's argument, defending Cyclops in this case. And then let's go a whole level up here for a second. Uh, crimes against humanity. These are things that are just so big that they're they're illegal, like uh, kind of on a global scale. Uh, you can technically say that Scarlet Witch has basically committed genocide, or you can maybe call it ethnic cleansing, um, when she gets rid of 90% of, of mutants. Oh, yeah. Now, I did look into, is this accurate in the, in the House of X story? Could you really call it those things? And by technical definitions of genocide, you could say that that is efforts made to essentially erase a, a type of people, or like an ethnicity yeah. of people. That's definitely what she's trying to do in that moment. Or if you want to refer to it as ethnic cleansing, it's trying to remove 
a group of people from a place well she's trying to get mutants off earth basically so either of those are huge global like international crimes that she would be tried for by the UN or something. Yeah. Very high level crime. Well, think about it. In the um, X-Men movies from the early 2000s, that's essentially what Magneto's plan was with Cerebro, right? Like at first, uh, Stryker was gonna identify all mutants everywhere and wipe them out, cleanse them from the earth. And then Magneto reversed it to identify all humans and cleanse them. In both cases, this is the same kind of analog from like every time genocide has been committed in human history. Yeah. So we'll see, she might actually do that in the MCU or some version of that. Yeah. I guess what's the opposite of genocide? Love. Like love making a lot. So you have to make a whole ethnic love. class of people. Yeah. Let's make a race, baby. This is a, a crime against humanity, against time, against the multiverse. Is just the flash with the timeline so oh. frequently yeah. that he has actually damaged the multiverse, the speed force, time itself is like unwinding, and he does it all the time. Flashpoint yeah. is obviously maybe the most famous example of that, but he like he doesn't learn his lesson. He just keeps going back, changing time, changing everything. Also, we don't even know what timeline we're in. We're just some like Flash farted in class and went back and undid the fart, and we're from <laughs> fart reality or something. I don't know how you undo a fart. Undo a fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh my god. You sent it to me. And then I just want to point out w- one hero's crimes that are so terrible, so gross, but in my research, technically not illegal. Okay. Got these down if you in case you want to do these, Eric. Okay. Uh it's specifically Hulk in the old man Logan story. We talked a little bit about it in last week's episode. So, you know, the the most the thing you referred to from last week is the amount of incest uh, yeah. that's being committed there, right? Hulk is in Hulkland in, in this time, which is actually in California. Yeah, So, Sacramento. looking at Californian laws, actually, incest between even first cousins, not illegal in California. What? Yeah, it's illegal other places, but not in California. Oh. So, call Mindy, Eric. Tell her how you feel. No, no, she knows how I feel. Not interested. (laughs) Tell her. She's confused. You're sending mixed signals. She just hears what she wants to hear. Okay, so he does that. But also, it's the old man Logan story, right? So he deals with Logan. He's like Hulk commits other crimes that are definitely illegal. But specifically with old man Logan, he does one insane thing. He eats him. Oh, yeah. He literally swallows him. He chews him up and he eats him. Yeah, he does. So cannibalism, right? Uh-huh. Here's the thing about whether or not cannibalism is illegal. It's not. What? Cannibalism is not illegal. Now, do you think it's because they want to protect people's rights to eat placenta? What? I mean, why Why else? Why is that your go-to? Why else would that be legal? What? What? Why are you, why are you like, yeah, well, you gotta eat placenta. No, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> the hypothetical. Is that why your hair is so shiny? Why else would someone want cannibalism to be legal? I, I think it's all disgusting. I don't, I don't think it's cool to eat placenta. I think it's gross. 
you've tried it. No, I'm not going to yes and eating placenta. It's gross because it's going to become a thing. And then in Discord, everyone's going to say, oh, Eric, were you serious about eating placenta? By the way, if you want to be a member of our Discord, all you got to do is your patron under us. No, okay. It's not because people want to eat placenta. Okay. It's because they feel like cannibalism doesn't need to be stated as illegal because if you, the person is not dead and you use cannibalism as the method to kill them, well, then that's just murder, right? You don't, it's not a special kind of murder because you did it a special kind of way. If you decided to do it, then that's first degree murder. So cannibalism is not uh, illegal for that reason. But then if you go the other direction, okay, well, what if you kill someone and then you eat them? That's just desecrating a corpse. So that's already illegal in a different way. Uh, so okay. here's why it's not illegal here. Logan doesn't die when it happens. Huh. He survives it and he goes inside his stomach and he rips his way out and he kills Hulk. So, so actually Hulk committed no crime. Hulk did nothing wrong. <laughs> so Logan Except would go to jail kill in this Logan's situation. family. <laughs> yeah, Logan would go to jail for murdering Hulk. I guess you could say Hulk probably committed assault. But when you, you know how the judge uses the scale and puts one crime on one side and one crime on the other? And yes, that's The murder's going to outweigh the assault. That's yeah. how the justice system works, right? Yeah, it for should. some people. Uh, and then just because that's so extreme, I just want to say really quick, it's important to acknowledge that many other superheroes commit crimes. They are not people you should uh, look up to. Uh, speaking of looking up, any superhero that is flying, they are not following the FAA flight regulations. They're putting planes in danger at all times. I'm looking at Falcon mostly. He could just go in front of a commercial jetliner, throw them off course. There's all, there, you know how complicated it is to plan these trajectories that these commercial flights take? Oh, sure. And they're just flying around like crazy and they're not reporting it anywhere. You saw what just some birds did to Sully's plane. Yeah. Well, who really came out on top there? I think Sully knew what he was Tom doing. Tom Hanks. He veered right into those <laughs> birds. The birds have no one to speak for them because they can't talk their birds. So superheroes are monsters in a legal sense. All right, well, Philip, here's my question for you. Uh, Tony Stark snapped the glove at the end of Endgame and he killed all of Thanos' forces, presumably everyone who's loyal to Thanos. Does that make Tony Stark a mass murderer? Uh, does it technically make him a mass murderer? Yes. But would he go to jail for it? Oh. Absolutely not. Main reason, and you should have learned this in your murder studies, uh, if there's no body, extremely hard to prove murder. Habeas corpus, motherfuckers. What does that mean exactly? Uh, no body, no crime, motherfuckers. That no, not that, that that's not what it means. It means you have to have the person, uh, it, you can't uh, trial, or, you, or it means you can't try someone if they're not there. You can't, uh, uh, yeah, it's you a can't convict thing, someone in abstentia. <laughs> But still, nobody, yeah. no crime, bitches. Yeah, 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 back to the cool thing. Nobody, no crime. All right, great. Well, uh, it is now time to move on to some uh, more bite-sized questions. And we got some mailed submissions this week, so uh, hit me. Yeah, I've got the questions here, but I went ahead and forwarded the mail to you. Oh, you so, did? Uh, Hold on. So I wouldn't have to touch oh. anything. Yeah, well, oh, <laughs> oops, <laughs> too late. So first up, I have uh, from Cal Sue. What is Gamora's sword, God Slayer, made of? It can kill as guardians. Can it kill Celestials? Would Thor f it up with God Slayer and never have needed to go get Stormbreaker? Uh, Philip, when you open your mouth a little bit there, I just heard like a tone. I have no idea what you said um, because we do all of our own censoring ourselves now during this quarantine period. Anyway, I assume you said <laughs> Okay, well, God Slayer. I don't know what you just said. 
Well, God Slayer is one of the most powerful weapons in the Marvel Universe. Um, its substance is undefined, but in the MCU, we know of four interesting metals that are fictional. So we have Uru. Number we have, one. Uh, we have Vibranium. Uh, Two. There's Adamantium, which I don't think Three. has been introduced in the MCU yet, but we know it's coming. And then Yaka. That's what um, oh, Yandu's arrow is made out of. Um, so we know Gamora used the God Slayer to kill the Abelisk. All their other weapons weren't working. That's the one thing that did. Uh, but when she tried to use the uh, dagger that was in the hilt of the God Slayer to kill Thanos, uh, it didn't work in the Infinity War movie. He had three Infinity Stones, so maybe it might have worked if he didn't have the stones. But either way, it failed. Um, but I would say if this God Slayer can kill as Guardians, my assumption is that it's made of Uru. Uh, and was probably forged in Nid of Alir. That's like their big armory in the MCU, and that's where everyone goes to get their weapons. And Uru, as we know from Mjolnir, Loki's fear of Mjolnir, uh, Uru can, can kill an Asgardian or someone at that level. Uh, now, Thanos is not a celestial. He's an eternal with a deviant gene, uh, but probably it looks like he could not be killed with God Slayer, but he was absolutely vulnerable to Stormbreaker. That's how he got his head chopped off in Endgame. So... Using that logic, God Slayer is weaker than Stormbreaker. Uh, and when you know Thor went to Eitri and Anid of Alir to ask for the one weapon that could kill Thanos, Eitri's like, "Okay, I got one that can do this. It's Stormbreaker." So God Slayer, by comparison, is not as powerful, and it probably could not kill Celestial to answer your question. Uh, so the one Celestial we know who has died, at least in the past, I mean. Uh, Ego died in, in Guardians Volume 2. But uh, the Celestial's severed head that cr that became nowhere, that Celestial was killed by Null. That's the uh, symbiote Clintar god. Mm -hmm. using, in the comics, at least. Yeah. In the comics, yeah. Using All Black the Necro Sword, which that sword itself was like forged using uh, some kind of because comics thing. It's like the, the shadow of Null's evil spirit. Gaivy! It was forged with like divine celestial power. It's more than just a physical sword. Um, so that's how that was able to kill Celestial. And actually, interesting, uh, Gore the God Butcher carries the Necro Sword. So we might actually see that origin story in Thor 4 from what happened in Nowhere. But to answer your question, uh, no, a God Slayer uh, could not kill uh, celestial uh, might be able to kill an eternal or an Asgardian. Now, I have a question. Can you say five times fast, in Thor 4, she forges Mjolnir of Uru in Nidavellir? That's a lot That's a lot of words to say anything. Um, so in Thor 4, she forges Mjolnir in Nidavellir using Uru. In Thor 4, she uses Mjolnir to, the, the, to, nope. And you got the order wrong. I'm sorry, I'm ending this call. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. So if you want your rights back and you want Oklahoma to change, be sure and do that for me. Hey, we're back. Hello! All right, this next question, you should have it there. Uh, and it came with a, a special gift, but I'll just say real quick while you pull that out. Uh, just a simple question. Which wrestlers beside John Cena or The Rock I would make really good heroes or villains in the MCU? Oh, okay. So this is our Rich friend Powers. Rich Powers, uh, great name, sent us this letter. Yeah. And he also sent us these awesome uh, enamel pins that he makes. This is Zombie Iron Man. This is amazing. Thanks, dude. Uh, I'll be wearing this. Because if you send me anything 
I will wear it on camera. This shirt was also mailed to me by musician Christopher James, who said, you don't have to promote me, but I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna give you a shout out because you're a great musician, and he sent me a shirt. Send me any shirts, guys. I don't wanna buy shirts anymore. Uh, yeah. So, and it could be a shirt you already own that you just don't wanna wear anymore. I'll wear it, I'll wash it, I'll wear or it. Or that body condom from last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently wearing that. It's stretched <laughs> so thin. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> Uh, wrestlers for the MCU. I was doing real good, yeah. I was styling out there like a champion, yeah. But guess who shows up for no reason at all? Okay, interesting question because The Rock and John Cena have both, um, both kind of set an interesting standard for playing superheroes in movies. So we have Dave Bautista uh, was a wrestler and now he's like our, our MCU wrestler. Uh, but The Rock like refuses to lose in movies. He refuses to ever play the yeah. bad guy. And he is still uh, slated to play Black Adam, but he's gonna be probably like an anti-hero version of Black Adam. Um, so it kind of limits our options of how we could see these people. Um, but I would like to see Brock Lesnar play Ben Grimm, The Thing. I think he, I think his body structure fits that, and he doesn't have to be a, a great actor because <laughs> uh, he's gonna be covered in yeah, rocks. As long as he looks like poop, that's all you really need. <laughs> Just um, yeah, so that'd be. I think a lot of the other good roles are taken. I mean, uh, maybe AJ Styles as Namor. That could be interesting because he kind of looks like he could be a, an underwater thing. And I would say Roman Reigns as Namor, but then <laughs> people would compare him too much to uh, Khal Drogo, uh, Aquaman. So you need someone who kind of looks yeah. different. Oh yeah, that's true. Next question. Yeah. Dave Sargent uh, has Ooh. this one. Uh, also sent, uh, you shoved the letter there. Uh, okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, if Johnny Storm loses his voice, I love this question, <laughs> does he lose the ability to flame on? Yeah. And uh, thank you for the Dunder Mifflin letterhead here, the people, persons, paper people. Um, okay, so that's a very interesting question. Uh, to answer your question, Dave, it depends on why he lost his voice, okay? So if Johnny Storm lost his voice by just screaming himself hoarse at a concert, uh, he could probably still just like whisper or rasp flame on and still like uh, light up. Uh, but if the issue was he lost his voice as uh, it's either a symptom or a cause of like lost confidence, then he might not be able to flame on because in the comics, whenever Johnny has like inner doubts or he's not feeling confident, he does temporarily lose his abilities. So he needs to be confident. The reason he says flame on is to kind of just like work himself up. Uh, but it's not like the flame powers themselves are voice activated like an Alexa or, an, or a Siri or something. It's, he, he well, just kind of says if, it as an if, exclamation. What if like MacGruber like rips out his vocal cords? Well, they might die at that point, but like either way, but I bet can you can flame on as he goes. Presumably if Johnny Storm was uh, mute or deaf, he could sign flame on and still flame on. That he, makes sense. He could write I'll it down, he could text it, uh, he could tweet flame on, and he could flame on. That's also how you reverse a fart. Yeah, you tweet flame on. <laughs> do you have the, the mailbox? I do, it's a mailbox, a mailbag of fandom mail sent to us. <laughs> Segment. Yeah. We, dot com. Still naming it. Okay. Uh, we're running low too. If you guys wanna, in our Discord, we were looking for, um, we're specifically, as you know, these are the questions that usually get sent by fans that are asking uh -huh. us uh, to tell us some stories that will get us in trouble in the future. Yep. Oh, exactly right. This is what you were referencing earlier. Uh, this question is just, what crimes have you committed? Which, nice try, FBI. They're in the van outside saying, damn, 
we should be social distancing. And then they get arrested by the <laughs> Why CDC. are we all in the same van? They're in six vans that are six feet apart. What crime, I think we got to tweak it to what crimes are you willing to admit okay. to on camera? Yeah, obviously. Um, Maybe yeah, just I'm, one, yeah. I'm not gonna admit to uh, certain things that I've done, like murder. Uh, actually, there, Kane aside, there are <laughs> things I have done that I am never going to talk about publicly. I wanna see. No, you do not! <laughs> Even if I'm outside of the statute of limitations, uh, it is no one's business. And uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you, but um, there are some things. I can I've think done. of two that you've done that, I'm, that you might be referencing. But yeah, I'm sure there are more. <laughs> Philip and I both know of crimes that each other have committed that we are both using <laughs> as nuclear deterrents. Well, well, I'll take you down. <laughs> yeah, neither. Yeah, oh, one cannot live all the other survives, right? Yeah, We're your crime is attached to my heartbeat, uh -huh. and if I die, yeah. your crime happens to you again. And your crime is like sitting on a dunk tank. That is attached to <laughs> me. That if I get a dumped, Rube Goldberg, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our relationship's very strange. Um, so when uh, I was in high school, I, I, I dated this girl like the last couple months, and uh, I had known her a couple years earlier. We were friends all throughout high school, and um, I used to tease her because she had this blazer that she would like to wear. Uh, and I don't know, because high school what a kids fun are, guy you I are. was a huge asshole, and I just, you know, um, I had two shirts, and they were both for, like, different plays I was in, and I alternated them, and luckily, we were on a block schedule, so the kids I saw on Tuesdays were not the kids I saw on Wednesday, uh, so I could, I could kind of alternate. Anyway, uh, you've changed so much, you have three shirts now. She had, uh, accidentally left the blazer in my trunk, I think we are all, like, hanging out, uh, for someone's birthday, and, like, I didn't know, because I never clean out my trunk you know this about me i never clean out my car there's stuff in there for years that's how we met how yeah we met. you were in there and i freed you <laughs> she uh yeah. she left it in there and i didn't realize it was there and then like two years later i asked her out and we were dating for a bit and then i realized her blazer was in my trunk but at that point i had had it for so long i felt awkward that I hadn't Wait, given it back to her. Did you say why you stole it? I didn't steal it. She left it in my trunk at first. And I think in her mind, she's like, oh, I just left it in Eric's trunk. Oh, oh, I've been meaning to get it back from him. And she she just never did. And then I just like, at that point, pretended like she didn't do it. Because my mom eventually did clean up my trunk and she hung it up in our closet in our house. And I was like, oh, I've accidentally stolen her blazer. But then the fact that you didn't alert her means I you did no longer was an accident. Her. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I denied it. That's the thing. She started asking That's, me. And then you lied about I it. I lied. And she asked, she's like, do you have my blazer? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, Eric, I know you have my blazer. And then that thing happened <laughs> like months later. She was hanging out with a bunch of her friends and she called me and she go, and you could hear all of her friends laughing in the background. She goes, Eric, why did you steal my blazer? And I said, I didn't. Who told you that? And then another friend I had who knew that I had had it because I had confessed to her that I accidentally kept, stole this. She's like, uh, she's the one who told her. So I got pissed off at that friend. We broke up a month later for other reasons, I'm sure. I'm not so sure. I think this was like the main reason that she yeah. dumped you. Yeah, I, I just felt so guilty. Uh, and then I denied it. I kept it even after we broke up. I'm like, I didn't steal your blazer. <laughs> uh, but then I was going to college to meet you. And I eventually returned her blazer. I put it in a brown paper bag and I left it in our drama club classroom for her to find. 
Um, but in the, did you want it to be like, you did that as a nice thing or like, look, you stupid idiot. It was in the classroom the whole time. Well, How dare you accuse me? What I did, uh, is I, uh, I left it with this apology note saying, I'm so sorry that I lied to you. I should have told you the truth. I didn't mean to cause so much drama in your life. Uh, in your drama. And club. then at the end I signed it, the name of the other friend who I said. <laughs> so I blamed it on her. Have you ever considered what she thought you were doing with her blazer? I try not to think about it, Philip. She absolutely was like, what is he doing with it? And they're like, you know what he's doing with it, right? And I'm sure she loves that I tell this story publicly now. <laughs> when I was very little, like like five or so, that's not that little, I guess. Uh, I was at my aunt's house and she had this nice hedge like bush thing that was uh, like instead of a fence between her and her neighbor and my sister was playing near it and she called me over and it's like oh what is it and she was playing with matches okay and she was lighting individual uh, leaves on fire uh, and then you know she was stupid I guess and so she didn't think of how that would like go back into the hedge uh, not like 45 seconds later, the whole hedge is on fire, like a wall of flames running all the length of the house. Oh God. Uh, the fire department has to come, they have to, like, they have to put it out. Um, I guess I'm crying out of uh, shock or whatever. I'm in one of those like space blankets uh, <laughs> later. And, uh, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I don't really know about like what happens, what the fallout is about this until later I find out that my from my mom that you know she's like you know it's like that fire you started that one time and i'm like wait what are you talking about turns out i found out my sister had told everyone that i had started that fire <laughs> and my aunt believed that and my mom believed that and no matter how desperately i was like i didn't start that fire uh they never believed me so that was like in my head for a while so not too long after that in in miami I was playing in, there was like the, like some woods behind our apartment. Uh -huh. And uh, I kind of just was like, well, if they already think I'm a fire starter. And I started a little fire there with, with a lighter or some matches. And I also am dumb and did not think that I would spread. And I started a forest oh. fire. <laughs> it was on the news. Oh my God. Eric. It was on what it, it it wasn't it wasn't so bad that like like animals were were displaced or anything that you know of no because it because it, i lived in a very bad area so there's not enough trees next to each other the animals are too to afraid spread like that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly those ghetto animals they were they were like very tough about it they lit their cigarettes on the fire it like was just definitely this section of this area and there was like a helicopter like doing like footage or whatnot uh, but I was like six or something, but I definitely was guilty of arson as a, a six-year-old. Um, and that one, I feel like my family did know I did, but because to them that was the second instance of arson and not the first, they just like didn't bring it up and they were like, let's not antagonize him. Uh, wow. Or they were afraid I, of it. They're like, wow, he can torch anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I did burn that snowman that I talked about. You burnt about the snowman, and you built, you burnt that film reel with your mind. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, a lot of people that, that no one here knows that snowman story, and they're like, "How do you burn a snowman?" <laughs> I, I managed. <laughs> uh, man, uh, 
It's just, what campfire do? I'm so impressed by it. It's beautiful. Do you want to burn a snowman? It's easier than you think. <laughs> you just start with the limbs. Those do burn. <laughs> Carrots burn yeah. if it gets hot enough. Yeah, and Cole's scream. <laughs> his eyes feel uh, well, the rest of his body melting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's, uh, again, I feel like every week we find a way to really put our uh, lives and careers in jeopardy. Philip, I think this I is one-sided. I always say something that I think, no, like, oh, this is say, pretty bad. I don't think anyone's going to forgive you. you say something that is horrifying. You, you stole this girl's blazer. She was going <laughs> to go to You blazed an entire forest. Now she she had a baby and married it instead. <laughs> You just, uh, you you set this girl's life Lord. off course. Really, honestly, they should call you the blazer instead of what the news media yep. called me. A monster? <laughs> they No, the blazer. You know, you're a, um, <laughs> Philip, you're a good example of what's wrong with the criminal justice system. Once they take adolescents free. And, they, and they tell them they are a certain thing, they're more likely to be repeat offenders because in their minds they feel like, well, I'm a criminal, so I guess I'm going to be a criminal as an adult. Anything I've ever been called, I double down on. Well, that's our show. <laughs> a reminder that you can help us go even deeper down these dark paths by becoming an official uh, patron. Uh, and you can join us on Discord at patreon.com slash newrockstars. On there, you can submit questions, but also I want to challenge you guys to ask a question that's really going to put Eric on the spot. Uh, I can't I can't be this bad. <laughs> Yes, you can. You can be worse. Uh, well, you can get audio versions of this show by subscribing to New Rockstars on wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Question is the name of the show. Uh, thanks to everyone who submitted questions this week, especially those who mailed stuff in. We we love doing it. Yeah. Uh, we love getting mail from you guys. Uh, you can send in mail at our P.O. Box address listed down below. And send us questions on Twitter everywhere uh, by using the hashtag Big Question. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow Philip at Philip Molina, and you can follow New Rockstars on social media and subscribe here on YouTube to get much much more information on uh, all the stuff you care about, even uh, the horrifying crimes that people commit that you don't want to think yeah. about. Yeah, tell us in the comments what crimes you've gotten away with yeah. and your home address and name. <laughs> all right, see you guys next week.